My name is Aegon Targaryen. It's impossible. You'd have a claim to the Iron Throne. This is spoilers, and winter has come. This is oh boy. Oh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game of Thrones 69. That's what the episode, I guess, is hey called. Now. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> Season 8, episode nice. 2. We're recording Night Of, and I'm pretty sure the episode doesn't have a name yet. But anyway, we got a pretty full crew. No Stevie tonight, but we do have Pappy. What's up, man? Hello. Yeah, I love Game of Thrones. Glad to be back on the episodes. Good to have you back. Are you refreshed from your furious days? I, I feel a little <laughs> bit more refreshed. My mom was super disappointed in me in the rant that I went on, so I hope I can <laughs> make everyone proud again. And yeah, wholesome Game of Thrones content. That's awesome to know that your mom got to minute 57 <laughs> or whatever that was. She wasn't mad. She was disappointed, and that was what was the worst. <laughs> Hey, a download's a download. <laughs> we got that listen. Mikey, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? How's it going? You just finished episode two, right? It's fresh on our minds. Yep. Episode Game of Thrones 69. <laughs> Which hey working title. Hey and brother Jordan, someone who I've not been mad at but disappointed in many times. What's up, dude? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yep, I'm here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Let's get into the episode. Jordan, why don't you kick us off? It starts off with Jamie, and he's kind of like on trial. He attacked my father in the streets. He tried to destroy my house and my family the same as he did yours. Do you want me to apologize? I won't. Yeah, he's kind of out in the middle of the floor, and everyone's just kind of trying to decide what to do with him, I guess. Danny, most of all. Um, Tyrion tries to come to his defense, but is shut down pretty quick as well. I thought this would be more fleshed out. I was surprised how fast this happened. We should let him stay. We need every man we can get. Yeah, it's really like his arc comes to a head here. Like, if he had been a bad guy to Brienne, would they have just, like, killed him? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he had no one else to come to his defense except for Tyrion, and pretty much everybody else is like, eh, fuck it, you know. Danny has had like 15 moments in Winterfell where she has to start getting pissed at something. And so like this episode starts off with that. She's like listing off or she's like describing in detail how Jamie killed her dad. <laughs> After Danny, you know, gives in, I guess, John and Sansa are like, yeah, let's do it. We'll take him. And she's like super ticked at Tyrion. Right, Pappy? Did you? This is like Danny's being ticked time number two. Did you buy this one? I I mean, yeah. A lot of this episode is her being really pissed at her advisors. And uh, Jorah kind of convinces her, I guess, at the end of the day that, that she should trust Tyrion. But um, it's, it's really the conflict between Sansa and her her relationship with Brienne that like wins her over. So it's, it's kind of nice that all these characters are coming together at the end of the day to like solidify that their relationships even though they like were very quick or like were only a couple episodes meant something yeah so because Sansa 
was defended by Brienne. That's why, ultimately, Jamie's allowed to live. Right before Jamie leaves the, like, I don't know what you call it, like that courtroom in Winterfell, uh, Bran gives him, like, a snide comment, and he's like, the things we do for love, huh? Right? Remember that? (laughs) Eh? Eh? war. Everything I did, I did for my house and my family. I'd do it all again. The things we do for love. <laughs> Brand hits blunt. <laughs> the things we do for love. <laughs> Exhales. Uh, they meet outside and talk and Stevie and I joked last episode that Bran would give Jamie a mission. He didn't give him the mission yet, but I think that's going to happen, don't you guys? What do you think it's going to be? Yeah. I don't know. He seemed like specifically like we need you to help win this fight. Oh, he was also like, you know that you know that there's something after this or something? He said something like that, like, Oh, you know that there's we we make it out alive or something? He said something. Well Josh kind of. Josh, you've read the books, right? Yep. There's some kind of like prophecy, like the Valencar prophecy that yeah. Cersei's mm. little brother will kill her and like technically Jamie's little brother, that kind of fits. Like if, if that would happen, right? Yeah. How does that? So you think that Jamie's, after they beat the Night King, he'll be instrumental in defeating Cersei down in King's Landing? It's kind of what you're saying. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I'm curious what you guys think, but Jamie is my favorite character in all of Game of Thrones because it, it's so tough to set up someone who tried to murder a child in episode one and now he's had like he's, he's been shipped with Brienne and he he knighted her in this episode like it's it's really a writing work of magic to like make someone who tried to kill a kid that redeemable and I I love Jamie so I think that he has some kind of big part to play and if he killed Cersei that would kind of feel full circle but Josh do you I mean, what do, what do you think? Oh, that would hurt so good. I would love it. Seriously, just like... Come on, Cersei, make <laughs> it hurt so good. <laughs> she just... I mean, all our kids are deceased now, so her whole, like, mama, bear, I'm just a woman protecting her kids, it's, like, gone, and she's just psycho, so... Now she's just a drunk widow. She she's might actually be pregnant. pregnant. I don't know yeah. if she's actually pregnant. I'm not sold on it. But in the essence of, you know, there's only five, four episodes left now. Um, we kind of get Danny and Sansa's grudges out of the way. Jordan, you want to describe that scene? Danny kind of tries to make peace, and Sansa, it seems like they're going to get on the same page finally. And then it kind of ends with her being like, This is the North, and we don't want to have to bow to another queen or king. Like, what are you going to do after you? if and when you win and they kind of veer off that path that we thought they were going to kind of get on the same page um don't you feel but, like that's yeah. not the important right now there's literally death walking towards the castle and it's like well what happens if we make it out of this alive like what are you going to give me it's like why yeah. don't we just live first I think Sansa's just always trying to plan, and I don't know, it's... How did they get interrupted? Like, how did it not, like, finish there? 
That's my biggest complaint is like when Danny has the most two important conversations of the whole episode, her with John that that John's the real king and her with Sansa like who's going to rule the north. They get conveniently interrupted by some kind of like maester or somebody. It's like, "Come on, like can you finish what you're talking to each other about? Tyrion has the time to like sing a song with each other." <laughs> well, I took notes. So they're actually interrupted by Theon arriving. And I thought this mm. was, you know, last episode was kind of an episode of reunions. And the Hound even jokes in this episode that it's like an effing wedding. But I thought this Theon with Sansa was one of the most well-done, heartfelt reunions I've seen so far from this show. Did you think there's Theon, any sexual Theon tension? Theon kind of has a... Oh. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear more about the sexual tension, I think. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Is there any sexual tension between... Theon and Sansa, or am I making that up? It seems like there is now, but yeah. Well, Theon's physically incapable. Yeah. Well, Grey Worm sure that's that's not a limitation. You can do what you want to do. Rub your bumps together. <laughs> Theon kind of has like the same character arc, kind of like Jamie. Wasn't he kind of like a despicable character in the beginning, and now he's he's kind of stuck up for Sansa so many times throughout the series. Now he's kind of like she's kind of like indebted to him. He's a character that started off kind of cocky. He makes a couple mistakes, like trying to join up with his old like family. And if you guys know much about the Ironborn, they're all about reaping and not sowing. So he's basically like pillaging and just doing horrible things for a while. But then he got taken in by Ramsey Bolton and was like tortured for like four seasons. Yeah. I want to fight for Winterfell, Lady Sansa. If you'll have me. So, he's been through the ringer. He seems like... I don't know, I feel like he was emotional, Pappy, because he felt useful, maybe? Like, they're actually happy to have him? Well, even as that line later on, it's like, I took Winterfell from you, Bran. Now let me defend you in Winterfell. But I felt towards the end of the episode, like when Sansa and him were embracing, that there was like a little bit more, like the camera lingered on their embrace like a little bit longer than usual. I, I really felt like there was something there, like something, some kind of alliance. Yeah, no, I I agree that there's something there, but I think it may just be kind of the payoff. Like Josh was saying, there's a few there's a few more reunions here and a lot of them are a bit more emotional, I think. Like that one and then I don't know, like Arya gets it a little bit longer with both of the guys that she spent time with before too. I'm not sure. Well, since Jordan let the cat out of the bag, let's just go there. Arya and Gendry meet up earlier in the episode and Arya is kind of asking about uh, if her weapon's ready and she kind of shows Gendry that she's a badass as she's like throwing these like daggers against the wall with super precision so he's like yep mm-hmm. I'll make your weapon but then Pappy what happens the second time they meet later on in the episode Uh, well she like interrogates him like how many women have you slept with and he's like I don't know and she's like, yeah, you fucking, yeah, you fucking do, bro. And she's like, and he's like, three. And she's like, well, I want to be the fourth. And she takes off her gloves, and they apparently sleep together. And 
don't know. It's Arya is from the books from uh, Storm of Swords. She was my favorite chapters. She was so badass. Like I always look forward to an Arya chapter, and it's it's kind of I guess weird to see her in a sexual characterization, and they don't go any kind of full frontal nudity, which is I guess Josh. What I mean. It's a conscious decision, right, to not show her boobies, Did, her, her her bags. I wasn't sure. I found myself kind of like grimacing and looking away. We've known her since she was so small on the show. Mm. Uh, Jordan, I'll pass it to you. What did you think? <laughs> it's not like they don't show nothing. She wanted that spear, man. I, what do you expect? She gave him the designs last episode. She wants the spear. <laughs> From from episode one, they were showing like uh, Khaleesi, Daenerys's boobs. You know what I mean? Like, and like they, they won't. I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting choice to not show her full frontal at this point. Mm. I was a glad they choice. didn't. But I, what's weird is that I listened to a podcast about episode one last week. Some lesser Game of Thrones podcast that's not ours, obviously. Not sponsored by Letterboxd. Send us your... Yeah. (laughs) And the two guys on there were, like, so rooting for this Arya Gendry hookup and hoping that they, like, showed that steamy scene. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? That is not on my list. It's not. I think Gendry wasn't ready for it. I think he was under the influence and wasn't thinking straight. I think he made a mistake. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's no Patrick Payne. Let's get that straight. Okay. I don't know. I, I thought it was not a great scene. It, I don't think it added too much to the story anyways, but everybody was trying to hook up in this last night before they all supposedly die. We're probably going to die soon. I ought to know what it's like before that happens. And that's kind of what the second half of this episode is. It's mostly surrounding Tyrion and company, pretty large company, sitting around a hearth, just chatting it up, drinking. Like, they really just let him sit around and talk for quite a while. What What were you guys' yeah. favorite parts? I mean, I honestly got a little bit emotional when Jamie knighted Sir now, Brienne of Tarth, and... and that's really the magic of what a TV show can do, because... In the first episode... Are you getting emotional James right pe- now? No, no. I mean, in the first episode, Jamie's a piece of shit. <laughs> and he, he's my favorite character of all of Game of Thrones. Because, like, that's the magic of, of TV and, like, long-form storytelling. Is that you can have a character who pushes a child out of the window. And then by eight years later, you're rooting for him. And, and that's, like, that's really cool. Like, what Jamie does... And like the fact that he knights her. I, I really did get a little bit emotional when he knights her. It's cool. It makes a lot of sense with his character, too. Because he's like, wait, I can do this. I will. I don't care what people think. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. He's probably like, oh, wait, yeah, I can turn you into a knight. I'm sorry. I could have done that years ago. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Let me just get that out real quick. We were in the bath, but, you know, I never thought about it. Yeah, we're going to die tomorrow anyways. What does it matter? I really like the part where Tormund Heartsbane... Um, he's like telling his seduction story to Brienne about how he was 
nursed by a giant and drank giant milk out the teat. (laughs) (laughs) He concludes his story by just chugging everything that's in his like horn. (laughs) And (laughs) Jamie's face when he's looking at him is hilarious. (laughs) I love that part. What do you think he's drinking in that thing? Yaks milk? (laughs) Fermented yaks milk. I think that's a pretty good guess. I don't know. If you guys don't want to go deeper into that, I, I think we're getting pretty close to the end of the episode here, which is fine. Um, Podrick sings at one point, and they use that opportunity to kind of flash around to a bunch of people laying around, like Arya and uh, Gendry, kind of like sitting there contemplating what Podrick's kind of awesome now. Podrick. He can fight. Yeah, he can he's fight. Handsome, he man. can sing. He's a renaissance man. Man, he's <laughs> got, to, got to beat the ladies off with a stick. <laughs> but then pappy we come to the scene that you mentioned gets interrupted but we do get most of the scene john and danny at uh liana stark's tomb it's kind of frustrating because i feel like uh daenerys is like kind of bitchy throughout this whole episode like she she's like opposed to sansa like what about the north like we don't we don't see her resolution with with Jorah when Jorah's like, hey, you know, Tyrion's really fucking smart. You should trust him, and it cuts away from there. But Danny should be like, listen, Sansa, no one has time to talk about this right now. But I hook my friends up, so don't worry about that afterwards. Like, yeah. I think that's the same thing with Dan or with John. Is she really but- that interested in the power? Like, where does that come into her character? But Josh, I mean, you're you're a book reader. Like we we've been reading fucking Danny chapters since like, like literally the first book. Like this is like uh, uh, the first book, and it's like that should have some like breathing room, right? Like why why we interrupted by a maester saying, "Oh, the battle's coming." Like it doesn't make any sense to me. It re- it's really really frustrating. Well, she didn't even seem concerned that they were related. She was more concerned about, oh, I have to, you're the heir to the throne, not me anymore. Well, she's saying, like, oh, it's your best friend and your brother. A secret no one in the world knew, except your brother and your best friend. Doesn't seem strange to you? Yeah, she's giving him, like, the third degree on if it's even true at first. She brings up, I mean, those are good points, though. Like, that's what everybody else is going to say is, like, what? But How the also, fuck do you know they're that? all about to die. Why don't you prioritize some things first? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Just forget about the North and the Iron Throne. You guys are about to die. And he just needs to look at John and say, listen, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen after this, but I hook my friends up and Targaryens are known to hook up with each other anyway. It's all good. <laughs> Can't we just be king and queen or something? Like, is it really that much of a sticking point that he has the claim to the throne john john is now like applied to all of these jobs and gotten all of the calls back at once and doesn't know which job to take and he's like freaking out about which city to move to he's got to find an apartment he's got to hire movers i mean she she gives him no credit like he's like Standing in front of Lena Stark, unlike what everyone else in the episode presumes is her last day to be alive. Like, we all agree. It's like, oh, I'm probably going to die tomorrow. And 
she's like, well, this is kind of politically motivated. It's like, no, no, of course it's not. John has never, ever, ever wanted to like yeah. throw and grab or reach grab. Like, why the f would he lie about this at this point? It doesn't. I don't know. It's. I I just wish these conversations could come to their fulfillment without some like maester or some BS thing interrupting them. I agree that that's kind of like a poor plot device they used. They should never really be used like maybe once in an episode, but twice in huge Danny to Stark. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, she's the queen. She could easily just say like, no, we're going to fucking finish talking. Yeah. Like this is the most important thing in the whole wide fucking world right now. (laughs) We need to talk. No, no, no. You need to come stand out on the banister and just watch these guys march for another hour and a half. (laughs) Stop your conversation. (laughs) So there's four episodes left. Do you guys think, uh, what do you guys think is going to happen at this battle? Who who do you think's dying next episode? Somebody has to die. Dude, Grey Grey Worm is donezo, for sure. That's a very great call. But well, who, who, yeah. who we all not lie to? Remember when like every episode of season eight was gonna be two hours in action? Yeah, what is that? Like, yeah. I thought every episode was gonna be like a movie. We were sold a crock of lies. <laughs> <laughs> who who actually did they ever actually say that like HBO or I thought that was the whole producer promo. guys no but I, I trust the commentary community which we are <laughs> part of well you're uh, you're wrong which I am part of <laughs> I mean the next so what's the next one sixty and then they're all like seventy five and above after that so they say like seriously God forbid they add two minutes to the runtime of this so. Danny can finish a freaking yeah. conversation. And like 60, I mean, 78, 80, 80 are the next four. We, we've we all been like part of the Game of Thrones community. Spoilers has been doing Game of Thrones episodes for three years now. Is this not like two classic setup episodes in a row? I really like yes. this episode, honestly. Um, it's not bad. I'm not, they're a great setup episodes, but we've had two setup episodes in a row. I think a hard Game of Thrones fan, hardcore Game of Thrones fan would so cherish like all these moments between these long lost characters. Uh, to me, it feels weird because it's not George, George R. R. Martin's like direct hand writing these long, lo- like long awaited moments. But I don't know. Don't you guys think this is kind of like fan service, but in an interesting way? I, find- I don't know. I find it difficult to believe that they're going to kill the Night King in the next episode. Zero percent chance. Yeah, I don't see that happening. And Josh, to your point, I think it's... You could see it as fan service, but they are trying to kind of... Like, these are a lot of payoffs from listening to or watching a lot of episodes before all these reunions and stuff. But it's hard to not... Like, as a viewer, it's hard to be like, oh these are really interesting when you know we only have four episodes left. Like that's every, every like theory and stuff that I'd read about or think about myself. Like it's all with a thing in mind, like, Oh, there's only so much time. So what can they possibly do with these next three hours or whatever? Like it just, it seems like it's going to be rushed towards the end. I agree because they could have taken the artistic choice to just have the battle start 
pretty much right when all the characters get there. And I think it was smart to spend a little time to remind us of the human side. There's even like yeah. a scene. There's a couple like throwaway scenes, but they're like, there's this one girl who's like brothers are soldiers. So she's like, I want to fight too. And Davis is like, well, we need some good fighters in the vault. Cause they're like, you can't fight six year old girl who has like the super saddest life of all time. Huh. I don't know. I was happy this episode didn't feel rushed. I'll go into my yes or no here. I'll give it a pretty solid yes, probably a tick up from last week's episode for me. Pat? Yeah, I'll give it a yes. I really think that like what we were promised for the first two episodes of the season of this season should be like one big episode. Like no real plot development has happened. Like it should be it should be one episode of character development, but I mean I'm invested, so I guess yes. Game of Thrones has <laughs> not been about fulfilling promises along the way. Um, with the books or the Subverting TV series. expectations. <laughs> Don't say that dirty it's, word around me. Mikey. It's all <laughs> Gurm's fault. Subvert? Don't blame D&D. It's all Gurm's fault. Mikey, yes or no? Uh, I think it's on par with last week's episode. I can't say which one is better between those. I really liked uh, Brienne getting knighted. That was nice to see after so many seasons with her and Jamie kind of like forming their relationship uh i I agree with pap i think jamie's the best character he had a complete 180 on his character arcs now he's the best good guy in the series now i just like jamie coming back and seeing bran and kind of apologizing that whole 180 arise brienne of toth a knight of the seven kingdoms this is a good episode i can't wait for the big battle scene next week but i don't think uh there might be some deaths but i don't think it's gonna be anyone too important i mean i don't definitely don't think it's gonna end with the night king dying so i think we'll still still see some more of him later on in the season brother jordan were you mad or no wasn't mad um i agree with what the guys have said uh i think that this episode and episode one are kind of two parts of the same thing um and that we'll look back on these in a very like it'll be very dependent on the next two episodes to show how good these ones were like are these two episodes good setup or are they setting up some like shitty storylines and just an opportunity to kind of kill people off now that they've said their goodbyes and fuck do they want to fuck i guess um I thought the John part of the end was pretty interesting too. Like, Pap, you said you got a little bit emotional earlier on, but I kind of got chills when it seems like John is kind of going to embrace who he is. Um, I thought there was a chance he might be like, nah, let's just take care of all this other stuff. But um, it seems like he's buying in, so. I guess. But it, maybe he's buying in, but the whole him wanting to claim the throne thing just is a little far-fetched to me it's not really no i i agree i just thought he would be in more disbelief maybe but seems like he believes so is that four yeses yes well i guess we'll sign off everyone will always remember epic episode 69 of game of thrones (laughs) nice nice (laughs) 
Uh, did we have any reads, Pappy? Or you want to just go ahead and throw it to Spoiler? Man. Uh, the only thing is, like, if you have any kind of Aladdin fan art, please send it to us either in our Instagram or our email, and we will uh, reward you with a uh, Letterbox Pro account. This is not safe for work fan art only, or... Preferably, yeah. If you can have Josh making out with Jafar, that would be the best thing we could ever get. So, please send us that. Please send Jafar nudes to Josh's Instagram. Take it away. Personally. Spoiler man. Spoiler man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is Podcast Spoilers. It's lit. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. Leave us some stars and some words. That was Spoilers. You won't be able to help us in this fight if I let them murder you first. What about afterwards? How do you know there is an afterwards? <laughs>